With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. You think we've gotten too radical with our message? Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know... Yeah, GP, put them together. It's a Wednesday on B&E. Tonight's the night, 6 o'clock. 2024 SEC football schedule will be announced. How about this? Because we anticipate, and the Horns 24-7 report this morning or overnight says that uh, Texas can expect to be on the road at Aggieland on the 2024 schedule when it's announced tonight, Buck, by the SEC in that primetime special. Expect a trip to College Station, but... Remember the former Alabama quarterback, Greg McElroy? Oh, yeah. He's doing media now, does his own radio show. Uh, he addressed the ongoing issue related to Texas' move to the SEC on a, on a radio show he was doing. Uh, he said uh, this about Texas A&M, because Texas A&M is of the opinion that that game should be at Kyle Field. That game should be the first one back, should be their home game, because okay. they've been in the SEC. Parking lot, wherever you want to go. Right. Uh, but And here's Greg McElroy says, so that doesn't mean the next... Because, of course, the last game was there, too, in 2011. Longhorns won that game. Uh, Greatest American hero, right? Case McCoy, yes. Um, so, But he says this. So that doesn't, just because the last, you know, he says, he said, so that doesn't mean that the next iteration of Texas against Texas A&M should be played in Austin, doesn't it, right? So doesn't that mean that the next iteration of the game should be played in Austin? Uh, that's the way I see it. It was played in Aggieland the last time they played. It's a long-going rivalry. At the same time, well, you just brought our big rival into the conference. You should get us a make good, and you should play the game in our backyard. I don't agree with that, McElroy said. Stop playing the inferior, inferiority complex, well, what I, and just stop doing it. What I would say if I were Texas A&M, I would say anytime, anyplace, anywhere, we'll play the Longhorns. We're just glad to have the rivalry back, and we'll stomp them when we get our Parking opportunity. Parking lot. There you go. Parking lot. That's Absolutely. not what they said, though. I know. Well, look, they've been fighting this thing since it was announced. Well, they're back to be the little brother. Well, um, you, know, you had Texas to yourself, and now you don't anymore. So you had the SEC to yourself. Well, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, stop to the uh, – because remember, when, when – a&M wanted to move on to be standalone and now and have their own identity and get out from the shadow of a, a big brother in their own state. Well, now that's changing, and, and they've been clamoring that, okay, we didn't want you to bring them back anyhow. You did it without telling us you were doing it, and now, but we Can need we that. Can we please have them at home? We need that first home game. Can you please give us them give at us home? That game. I don't even know if they're going through all that. I don't. I know. There's there's mixed reviews. There's a the bunch Aggies. of different ways. Yeah. But... Um, We'll see. We'll find out officially tonight. As I said, that Horns 24-7 report says it's going to be in Aggieland. 
Now remember tonight dates and dates and times of games will not be announced. We won't know if if whether it's in Aggieland or here. It's it's most anticipated that it's going to be on the schedule. Uh, the Texas will play Oklahoma. They will play AM, and they will play Arkansas. Also, the report of a Georgia home game here in Austin uh, next in 2024. Uh, how about that plan? I like that. I like that a lot. Alabama and then the Big 12 schedule this year. You're in the best and, conference. You want to play the best of the best. Yeah. And on, except for Week 12, give me Texas State mm-hmm. or Sam Houston State or somebody. Because you can't crush me every I, – I can't have this every week. I really can't. <laughs> if there's a place to give me a blow, Week 12 is not a bad place to get it. Yeah. Before that, that, that final run. I like, I like that. Don't have any wild upsets with South Carolina beating you. That's right, Texas. I don't expect South Carolina to be beating you. No. I don't expect them to be on the schedule. We'll see. Texas has never played an on-campus game with South Carolina. It's one of the four schools. Georgia. We don't have to ever. Let's not ever do that either. Ever. I think South Carolina's got a pretty good team this year, by the way, in 2023. Who's quarterbacking? Same dude. Spencer Rattler. That dude? I thought he transferred somewhere else. No. He stayed? Mm Mm-mm. No, remember, they they finished the year as one of the hottest teams in college football. They brought his – he's got his offensive coordinators with him before. Yeah. And I like Shane Beamer. I think he's a good coach. I think South Carolina's a team to watch. Um, and remember, they finished. I think they went eight and four last year. I think they can. They finished beat Tennessee. Like, yeah, I think, and then they almost beat Georgia too. Yeah, they finished hot. Now, e, when you were when you were growing up watching football, when when Coach, I mean, you you obviously started started a little bit later than I did when Coach Royal was here, and and Texas was running the wishbone. I I, I can never even imagine Coach Royal ever saying we're going to get their best game. You know that. I mean. I, when I watched Texas football, when I started really getting interested in, in actually football, it was the University of Texas. It was, it was uh, Marty Akins, James Street. It was uh, it was Steve Woo Woo Wooster, Earl Campbell, uh, Roosevelt Leaks. I mean, Chris Gilbert. It, dude, they used to hammer the dog crap out of teams on Saturdays when they would run the wishbone. I can't even imagine Coach Royal said, "Well, we're going to get their best day." It was like it was like Sikkim, and it was then. Then I went on to start watching Oklahoma run the wishbone with that group, and it was it was they took like no prisoners. I mean, it was the fourth quarter. They would ride that ball in there, and and Chris Gilbert and those guys would hammer the living dog crap out of people. They, they never let up. They never stopped putting numbers on the board. That's when they were scoring in the seventies on defenses. It was like it was it was just a pummeling. Well, look, that's a uh, – Dur Royal had a championship program and a championship oh. mindset. And uh, now they also played some 7 nothing games and some 13-7 games back in the day. Uh, but, yes, I mean, that's what Steve Sarkeesian has yet to, to prove at Texas, that he's, he's a champion. He can coach a champion. He can coach a team to the championship. By the way, it was hard for me to be a Texas fan at the same time as being an Oklahoma fan with, fan with Greg, Craig – was it Greg Pruitt? The Pruitt brothers, yep. Yeah. Joe well, Washington and those guys playing, too. Jack Mildren, got him old. Yeah, you, you lost Jack, him a minute ago. I did. Jack Mildren, really? Well, I mean, that's again. I mean, that's that. The, you you build to that. You know, Mac Brown wasn't a championship coach in the Big Twelve until he, you know, had a, had a player led team in 05 that just took over and uh, won the national championship. Uh, but he was building it to that level, mm-hmm. and then the players just took it and ran. Um, you know, we just heard Deion Sanders last hour in our coach's corner. He's got a championship mindset, right? He's he yes, wants yes, it now. he does. Uh, he may have to learn to be a little bit more patient than <laughs> Deion Sanders usually is when it comes to things like that. But I don't have a problem with the championship mindset, and that's you know, to me, Steve Sarkeesian in three years is you know, going into into year three has 
proven a lot to to a lot of people that he can recruit. He can uh, hire a good coaching staff. He can, uh, you, know, you know, recruit quarterbacks like crazy uh, and handle the, and the, the NIL waters and, and the portal, uh, build a program that's got a good culture to it. But, you know, the next step would be in 2023. Yeah, and that's the adjustments. To, and that's to be a championship coach yes. in all phases and to have a team that, uh, you know, because if, if you know, I'll give Steve Sarkeesian this credit. He's putting his neck out there rightfully. He's saying, look, this team looks like my team. This team is the team I want. Uh, this this team looks like me. And so if it is, then there's no reason it shouldn't win the Big 12 championship in 2023. That should be the goal and the stated goal. And he has not backed down from that, which which I like a lot. Hey, let's get to the headlines. Trending topics to start this uh, Wednesday morning. Top Gun Equipment Rentals bring you the news. We'll start with a piece of breaking news this morning. On the eve of the start of golf's third major, that would be the U.S. Open, tees off tomorrow in Los Angeles at the L.A. Country Club. PGA Tour released a statement overnight that says, says Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan is taking a leave of absence from his post. He's recuperating from a medical situation. Details are vague. Also said that Ron Price, the chief operating officer, and Tyler Dennis, the executive VP and president, will be leading the day-to-day operations of the tour. Obviously, the event this weekend, not a PGA Tour event. It's the USGA that runs the U.S. Open, but uh, keep an eye on that Jay Monahan story. Texas Athletics and you know, Monday night still hard to believe heartbreaking end of the Longhorn baseball season. We've officially wrapped up the 2022-2023 athletics year for the Longhorns. And after winning the Learfield Directors Cup, uh, Division One Directors Cup as the nation's top performing athletic department in each of the last two years, this year's Longhorns will settle for second place. And they'll finish behind Stanford this year. Cardinal have reclaimed that cup. Texas uh, had their Texas snap Stanford's 25-year stronghold on that cup. And won it two years in a row, but uh, won't get it this year. They'll be two, but still had a good year. Longhorn programs won two national championships. Ten programs finished in the top five in the NCAA. Uh, Thirteen more in the top ten. Texas programs claimed 12 Big 12 Conference titles. Double uh, the number of any other program in the Big 12. This fall, Texas, of course, will begin competition in their final year as a member of the Big 12. With a move to the Southeastern Conference coming in the fall of 2023. We'll all be watching tonight, 6 o'clock, when the SEC Conference announces its schedule for football in 2024. Uh, to the night in baseball, Dell Diamond, Round Rock. The Express opened up a 12-game homestand with an 8-5 win over El Paso last night. Same two again tonight at 7.05. In the MLB, don't look now, but the surging LA Angels have put themselves back into the thick of the AL, AL West race. They've won 8 of 9, beat the Rangers last night 7-3. to three. Hunter Renfro's two-run homer cap to three-run six that helped push the Halos to that victory. Angels uh, have taken the first two games of that four-game set with Texas now. They are four, back, four and a half back of the Rangers in the West. They're one game back of second place Houston. Astros did post a 6-1 win over Washington last night at Minute Maid Park. Mauricio Dubon, Kyle Tucker, Martin Maldonado, and Chaz McCormick with solo homers. That backed up a really good start from Hunter Brown, the rookie right-hander. Uh, in hockey, just one night after the Denver Nuggets claimed their first ever NBA championship with a five-game series win, Vegas Golden Knights did the same thing in hockey. They crushed the Florida Panthers 9-3 in a game five, and they win their first ever Stanley Cup championship. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Get a free Hustler generator with purchase of select Hustler zero-turn mowers in stock till June 30th at Top Gun. TopGun.net. We'll shoot you straight. Here we go. Marty Aikens, best white wishbone quarterback ever. Oh, that guy was a magician. I mean, he could make it happen before then Oklahoma had, was it James Lott? Uh, James Lott was a quarterback, I believe, then. Uh, Jack Mildred, then Jamel, you mentioned. Jamel Holloway. Jack Mildren, love Jack Mildren. I don't think he was the magician that Marty was. Pride of Abilene Cooper High, it says here. Abilene Cooper High School. 
Uh, Jack Mildred. So, you know, Bucky going old school. Trying going to get... old school. I'm, I still can't remember the one back that played at Oklahoma. Was it Lindell Carr or Lydell Carr? Lydell Mitchell. No, no, no. There was a car. There was a car that played at Oklahoma that was a big running back. They always had those big dudes until Joe Washington came out of nowhere. And I don't even think Greg Pruitt was that big either, E. Yeah, I don't. But before they had my some, time. But they had some pretty big dudes. I think Carr was one of those big backs. Like Rosie Leaks. You need, need to save this conversation for Monty. Oh, sorry. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, Monty will go Monty right will there remember, with you. Oh, he'll remember all those names. Yeah, I'm going to be out uh, next two days. I'll be in uh, – my daughter turns 21. or turned 21 over the weekend. Uh, she and some girlfriends and their families are going to Nashville to have a little 21 Potty, potty, potty. Going to Nashville. I think the, real, the reason I, I – I think was either Jamel Holloway or J.C. Watts was the quarterback at Oklahoma – that had a red bandana. I mean, that was like the first bandana I had seen on a player when they took their helmet off. I was like, damn, is that cool. I don't have any hair. How do I do that? J.C. Watts. Boy, he could handle it. But Marty Akins was specialty. He was when he ran the wishbone. That guy, I, I, now you see it, now you don't. He was fantastic. So was James Street, by the way. And I don't know if you guys remember, Bill Bradley was the quarterback. When he got Bucky, to ta- Lydell Carr from Enid, Oklahoma, early 80s. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll talk some old school football. Lydell. Longhorns okay. are heading to a old school conference in the SEC in 2024. Also, what's going on in 2023? Uh, somebody said, "Are the Saudis already trying to take out Monahan?" <laughs> that, that's that, that's not be flipping about a medical situation, but yes, that uh, text has been sent several times. We'll keep an eye on that story. Um, medical situation um, that Jay Monahan's dealing with. Also, as we said earlier. You know, ahead of that medical situation that came down overnight from the PGA Tour, news came out yesterday because we know that, um, you know, the stunning announcement of the of the, the merger, or the partnership that has been agreed to between the PGA Tour and the uh, PIF, the Public Interest Fund of Saudi Arabia, uh, and the U.S. Congress is getting involved. Uh, we That's not surprising. We told you that would come. The Department of Justice and the U.S. Congress. Uh, and we know that Richard Blumenthal, a senator from Connecticut, and the chairman of the Senate Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations wants to hear uh, from the PGA Tour and wants to hear on their plan, uh, trying to keep their tax-exempt status, and that's going to be a factor, too. But ahead of that, apparently Jay Monahan sent a letter to Congress uh, on the heels of the agreement that was announced last week, uh, kind of getting ahead of the deal and you know explaining his side and said, because uh, we know how the PGA Tour is positioning this, that, that our hand was forced, y'all. Uh, this isn't, you know, this is, as I've described it, more of a hostile takeover by the Saudis than, you know, us agreeing to a merger and just looking for a for a, a payday, which, you know, that will be determined through the investigations if the Congress gets involved in that. But Monaghan's letter to the congressman said, quote, during this intense battle, which meaning like the last two years or three years with Liv, or not Liv, with uh, the Saudi fund and, and uh, Yasser, uh, and, you know, his excellency, it says, during this intense battle, we met with several members of Congress and policy experts to discuss the PIA's attempt to take over the game of golf in the United States. And we suggested ways that Congress could support us in these efforts. While we were grateful for the written declarations of support we received from certain members, we were largely left on our own to fend off the attacks ostensibly due to the U.S.'s complex geopolitical alliance with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Uh, obviously, the you know, you, U.S. is in bed with the Saudis with oil Do and a lot of other yeah, business, yes. business ventures. And so that fell on deaf ears. Like our attempts to have our, our countries, you, you know. Your sports ain't getting involved in our other help stuff. Help us out. Yeah. Uh, because we can't fend this off. 
Uh, and then Monaghan went on to write to the to the Congress, we believe we did everything we could possibly we could possibly do to defend what we stand for, including spending tens of millions of dollars to defend ourselves from litigation instigated by Live Golf, significant funds diverted away from our core mission to benefit our players and generate charity. Um, in his letter, and he said the PGA Tour will at all times, he said that the deal with uh, Yasser al-Rumayan, and the, who's the governor of the Saudi Wealth Fund, says the PGA Tour will at all times hold the majority of the board seats and be in control of this new entity, regardless of the size of the PIF's investment. At its core, PIF is investing in the PGA Tour as it has invested in other U.S.-based companies. The PGA Tour and its tournaments will continue to operate as they do today, generating significant charitable and economic impact in the communities where they are played. So again, uh, this thing will play out. I just, um, I mean, that that's that's the side from the PGA Tour and their officials, that we we got to the point where we had to, to get them involved, uh, or else they were going to drive us into bankruptcy. We were going to lose the tour. Uh, it wouldn't have existed. Our players would keep leaving. Um, we're, the legal fees could have been a 10-year, decade-long legal battle that would have drained our reserves. And, you know, financially, we can't afford that. They can. And so we cut a deal with Yasser is what we did. Uh, we, we, we cut a deal, cut him in on it, which is what he wanted from the beginning. That's going to be the case. And, uh, you know, that's going to be their argument, at least. Yeah, you cut a deal with him, and he's not saying he's taking over, but he's taking over. Well, Yasser, when he, yeah, he's got the money. Well, that, that that's what remains to be seen. We haven't heard from him. Um, if indeed it, the, the live tour and all of this diversion were an ends to a mean to get the control he wanted, well, he now has that control, as you just right. said. He, he is now a huge investor in the PGA Tour. And but if you, this is why I say you go back three years. This is what he wanted from the beginning. He wanted to be an investor in the PGA Tour and be a part of it. And the PGA Tour said, "No, we we don't want your money. We we're okay. We're good." And that led to what's happened over the last three years and the Live Tour being formed and the, you know, the, the poaching of players and the diversion it created, then the lawsuits that stemmed from that, which led to, as Jay Monahan wrote to Congress, we could have used your help on that. You know, you could have given us some, some assistance, uh, but instead we, we, get, we got written, written notes of support and it got to a point where the long term was bleak. And so we cut a deal, which is what he wanted from the beginning. We are now in partnership with the Saudi Royal Fund, as he said. Just like you're in partnership. Just like him. many of, of what, 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 remember what Blumenthal is. He is looking into their, their non-exempt tax status. And that's why, and he talks about that, well, now with all this investment of capital from the PIF and funds coming from them, we can continue to do what we do, which is invest and, and you know, support our players and give a lot of money to charity uh, and help communities that, that host tournaments and things of that nature. Uh, that all remains to be played out. Obviously, it's got a U.S. Open to play this weekend, which will be very interesting. Um, you know, we'll, we'll find out in time. But I am of the belief that this is what Yasser wanted, and it's what Yasser got. And now I think he's ready to turn his back on the Live Tour if that's what Jay Monahan wants. And I know a lot of people don't believe that, that the Live Tour will still exist and will continue to, to thrive. But the way the, the deal, as they presented it, is being presented is that that'll be Jay Monahan's call. Now, let's hope Jay Monahan is medically okay. And we'll continue to continue to have his role. Yeah, I got to believe he had some sleepless nights. Oh, my gosh. Anxiety. Really? Say the least. Man. Say the least. So that that's uh, an interesting piece of info. I just thought there's, there's just – because we haven't heard – because, look, even in that players-only meeting that they had before the uh, the, the Canadian Open, right, the, Jay Monahan couldn't give a lot of specific details about the deal. It was all in vague terms because the deal's not been finalized yet. They've agreed to terms. They've agreed to the idea that, okay, I'll, we'll let the, the PIF in as a partner. 
and we'll take their money. Uh, we'll become you know allies within this fight, and we'll get to keep the PGA Tour, get out of all this litigation, and get back to the business of, of putting the best golfers on the golf courses week by week. Uh, but, again, needs to play out. But that's what we'll see this weekend at uh, L.A. Country Club, the best players in the world competing for the U.S.-United States Open. And you like Victor Hovland. Yes. You like Victor Hovland. He's been playing pretty well. I'm following you on that one. Ooh, you like Hovland? I took Scotty, Hovland, and uh, Brooks. So I'm going, going chalk this weekend. So Hovland's said, right up there, is he? Is he not? Is he almost chalk? Plus 1,400. Yeah, he's been really good this year, and he finally won one at Jack's Place, the uh, the memorial in, in Ohio there. And he was very close the other couple times this year, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and guess what? He was right there at the PGA Championship, and uh, guess who just ground him into the dirt? Is that was Brooks Kepka? I mean, this is what Brooks Kepka is doing. It's why I'm picking Brooks again, by the way. I'm picking Brooks Kepka. But just, I have to. I just, the, the, this guy is so damn impressive, and he's healthy. If you go back to that, uh, that tournament at the PGA Championship, Buck, uh, his playing partner on Saturday when they were playing in the rain was Corey Connors, the Canadian who was playing really well at the time. Yes, he was. And when I say ground him into the ground into the dirt, Brooks Kepka just hit great shot after great shot after great shot right at the pin, and and over time Corey Connors just started to make mistake. You could tell it's intimidating when Brooks Kepka doesn't make a mistake. He just it's it, it's Tiger Woods like the way he intimidates these guys and just with their. I mean, if you play golf with someone and they're just keep hitting great shot, putting themselves up on the green. Even in the rain, when everyone else is dealing with the rain shower of that Saturday. They're worried about their hands and their wet clubs and yeah. all that crap. That guy, just give me a club. 66. Shot 66 in the rain. And then the next day, he was playing with Victor Hovland, who was right in the mix. Same thing. Uh, it's just, he just, he is so locked in tee to green right now and uh, making enough putts. It's a, it is an intimidating thing when a guy is just you're right. that consistent. There's no, there's no doubt about it. And you're right, CB. Tomorrow, Harold Varner, the Thursday, will be right in it. <laughs> can you bet for him in a round one? Can we do that? That'd be fun. You can. And this says, uh, doesn't Congress have more important items to worry about than who is doing what with the PGA Tour? Well, that's their specific committees. They need to get some of that money, too. Mm-hmm. That they're about to dole out. That's what they're trying to tell you. Wait a yeah, minute. Hold up. How but, much How much is in that fund? Yeah, how much? Well, they know that very billion, well. Uh, so they know about that I've fund. seen that thing estimated at $600 billion, but... Oh, um, there's mean, something in there for us. Well, there could be trillions of dollars in that fund. I mean, because in addition to being now a partner with PGA Tour, Yasser uh, Al Romarin is also the governor of the, the 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 leading oil company, Aramco. He runs the he runs the oil company. We haven't even which started the money. on partnership with TV yet. You know, their their tournament hasn't those tournaments haven't been on anything. The CW, I believe. But that that that's that all will change. Well, that's the, what's left to be seen. I mean, I know people who like Liv think Liv's going to be there, but the, Jimmy Dunn and others at the PGA Tour have suggested that Monahan's going to collapse that and make the guys earn their way or pay their way back into the PGA Tour, and that Yasser's going to be good with it because he got what he wanted, which was a partnership with the PGA Tour, and he's pretty much the owner of Global Golf. But you'll now. have a partnership with TV. Yeah. Hey, coming up, speaking of Yasser and that uh, Saudi fund, interesting conversation I was able to find and, and listen to yesterday. I'm talking about Lionel Messi's decision to join MLS on the heels of David Beckham and others doing it and why he was willing to turn down estimates of $1.6 billion of that Saudi money to go play in Saudi Arabia and play in the Arabian Peninsula. So we'll have that for you coming up. Also more on the Longhorn schedule release with a report that uh, Georgia 
could be coming to Austin in 2024. Details on that next. It's Bucky and Aaron. Wednesday on the Horn, B&E with you up over the hump for the top of the hour. Gossip and your blitz, so get that ready. And yes, Digger is officially banned for a month. He dropped the uh, the GD. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't have it. Can't have it on the blitz. It's your blitz. It's only as good as you make it. Just can't have that type of stuff. You know better. Can't drop the GD on us. I know no. you were frustrated about the way the Longhorn game ended on Monday night. All lost in the twilights. Frustrating. But, uh, you know, you can't do it. So, Digger banned. So, Ty, as soon as you hear his voice, or you can block him, knock it out. Block! I'm not going to block him. I'll just skip him. <laughs> just skip him. <laughs> Make it easy on me. Don't call. Uh, there you go. But uh, I don't know if Digger's going to listen to that. Uh, somebody also texted and said, four-way flashing reds at 22-22 and 360. Don Ooh, Miller's reporting man. on that mess out there on 22-22 all morning. Uh, obviously, avoid that area. Somebody said, Bucky's uh, walk down Wishbone Lane. Jamel Holloway. Jamel was so Holloway. good that OU switched back to the wishbone and sent their only freshman starting quarterback since World War II, Troy Aikman, to UCLA. Yeah. Coach Switzer also was a big part of the wishbone in Texas, by the way. That's where he went, cheated and learned it. Mm-hmm. Snooping. Absolutely. That's why Daryl Royal got out, remember? Because he was only 52 years old and said, I'm not going to deal with this. This... Uh, Recruiting, cheating, and there's other cheating going on. I'm getting out of here. You'll play some country music or play golf Absolutely. and listen to country music. We got some breaking news from the SEC schedule. You can expect this throughout the day. And don't little... forget Big Horace Ivy. Ivory, another big man, Oklahoma. How could I forget? Big dude. These are just popping into your head. What's this walk these down are, memory lane these, you're having these, right all now? These, these, because that was when the big backs were around. Back when it was a running backs game. When it was a running backs game. They're rushing for 600 yards a game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's why I went to Boston College. Is that why? Yeah. They didn't, have, they didn't do anything with wide receivers here. <laughs> uh, all right. So breaking news as it pertains to the SEC schedule announcement tonight. We know this will trickle out the course of the day because, uh, you know, people will get pieces of information and put them out. The official release comes at 6 o'clock tonight. We told you overnight, uh, the folks over at Horns 24-7, Jeff Howard, Craig Chip Brown, and the team, uh, reported that in their first season in 2024, Texas will play at A&M, at Arkansas, in addition to the Oklahoma game in Dallas. That uh, will be announced tonight and made official. It will also include Georgia as part of the home schedule. That's the report from Horns 24-7. So Texas, Arkansas, OU, either neutral side or on the road, and then Georgia at home. Peter Brown, our friend Peter Brown, uh, Peter Burns, I should say, Peter Burns uh, from the – SEC Network, right, does a great show there and it works for the SEC Network. He has reported about 30 minutes ago that each of the SEC teams are going to play either Texas or Oklahoma once in the upcoming, in 2024. So every team in the SEC will have the Longhorns or the Sooners on their schedule. Mm. So essentially whoever the Longhorns play, the Sooners won't. So, you know, that that makes sense, right? They're going to play each team 
in the in the SEC on their schedule in the first year. So one of us is going to play. So it looks like we're either going to play Georgia and LSU, or they're going to play Alabama and LSU. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen the LSU report, but I, but that would if, every, that if everybody's playing everybody. You have to like unless they're stacking them with all three. I mean, because we're playing Georgia, so they're not. They're probably playing Alabama because we just got done playing them. Yeah, you'd have to assume that we're probably playing LSU. LSU. Yeah, possibly, and that's going to be edge of your seat stuff tonight. But that's Peter Burns, and as we had the story uh, yesterday from my buddy who broke his, you know what? That's that's. A, By the way, Digger just called in and said, "How can you be talking about broken? You know, junk? you can't say GD on the radio." I know. I can say penis on the radio. Passionate. I, I, you say that, yeah. I, also, I agreed with him. A, a month might be a little too long. All right, we'll go for a while. I'm going to be here tomorrow or Thursday, so you guys can decide <laughs> if you're going to take him or not. Uh, but, you know, our good friend Peter Burns. That's an unfortunate name sometimes if you think about it. Hey, my, make it, my Peter Burns. Oh. My Peter Burns. Or my Peter's broken. You know what I'm saying? But Peter is a great dude. Used to uh, live down there in San Antonio. Big Spurs fan. But he is reporting that, that each of the SEC teams will play either Texas or Oklahoma once this coming season. So the current SEC teams will have either the Longhorns or the Sooners on their schedule. So And the Longhorns will play the Sooners this year. Or not this year, in 2024. In the first year. Have to make sure we're clear on that. Wait, so that would mean o- Oklahoma wouldn't play Texas A&M then. Right, or Arkansas. Or so, Georgia. Yeah, I, I think they're going to try to push for the Oklahoma-Tennessee rivalry too. I feel like that might be a... There's been a lot of clamoring about Missouri. Because uh, Missouri and Oklahoma used to be rivals in the old Big Eight. That there would be a, a Missouri rekindling. Why aren't um, they in the Big Ten anyway? Missouri, Missouri yeah. Southern. Well, it's kind of middle, it's Midwest. Midwest. Um, but you know, Missouri would fit in the Big Ten. But that they're in the SEC. Um, they're sitting there in the, in the Southeastern Conference, and so that will be announced tonight, six o'clock. And there's a couple of reports. I would imagine you'll keep hearing like reports like that trickle out from different, like like. Chip and Horns 24 7 were able to get some intel on the Longhorn schedule. You know, people who cover their programs you know, will get word because you, you know every athletic department already knows what the schedule is, right? The, 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 the ADs are already aware of what's going to be announced tonight, and some of that will, will leak out and uh, little pieces of it. Uh, and it also kind of it's very NFL like. Remember, like when the NFL. Oh, of course. Right? They leak out on the night of their schedule release. All you know, stuff starts with the leak. Oh, guess it's, what? It's your year to get this out. Yeah, Go he, ahead. And, and I say leak. The NFL starts to put stuff out uh, through the day before their primetime schedule reveal uh, to get people ants up. You just want to keep it in the conversation. Don't forget to turn it on at six o'clock tonight. And uh, remember, you have to find your SEC network. You have SEC. You have SEC network, right? Mm-hmm. I will not be watching this. Just like the NFL schedule release, I can check my phone right after. Do some analysis myself. Don't need to waste an hour. Looking at schedules from for two years down the road. Sorry if that's pessimistic, but well, I, if I'm near Prepare a television, yourself, big man. Come on, oh, I'm excited. If I, I'm, I'm very excited to see what the schedule looks like. I just don't need to. You'll, I mean, you'll see. It actually, when it's out. maybe there's there's probably not much sports on now, like we were talking about. The well, that's what show, I was about so. to say. If I'm near a TV at six o'clock tonight, I'm not sure, but I, I probably will be. I'm gonna have that on because there's nothing else on. I, what, what that's else? a good point. It's, the Astros or Rangers game will not have started yet. I can't watch that anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can, but uh, that'll be at 7.05 that they'll get going. I was dealing with this last night. I mean, uh, you know, well, what's on? I don't. I guess I can watch the local news. They're talking about the haze, and they're talking about, you know, whatever L- else. The World Series starts soon, doesn't it? That's in August. Oh, it is? Yeah, it's a little later in, in the summer. That's a real dog day. And I don't so, watch uh, that either. It's not, it's, it's not a good watch can't for you? No, not no. for me. Not for me. Somebody questioned, you can't say GD on the radio. No, you cannot say GD on the radio. You can say damn on the radio. 
But uh, yes. Damn right. Damn right you can. Say ass on the radio. Yep. You can add the other part to it. <laughs> Correct. Uh, the orifice, yes. as they would say. Uh, all right, so uh, there's the breaking news from the SEC. We got golf in the U.S. Open, uh, the Jay Monahan situation and his medicals concern on the eve of this. Bucky's taking Victor Hovland. I'm taking Brooks Kepka. Uh, both were in the final group at the PGA Championship. God, I hope they ago. just have this great weather that they're having in Los Angeles and let that thing be fast. Those balls hitting that fairway and running forever. Hey, there looks like there's a couple par fours that they can get close to in driving, but some guys are going to be hitting irons. They want to make sure that they hit the fairway. Well, the, the, you know, the, the early reports, because, again, this is a brand-new course to all these guys. Uh, you know, only a handful of players, including Scotty Scheffler, by the way, have ever played this course. I can't believe Dr. William Cannon never got an opportunity to play there. Well, it was right by our hotel. I don't know how you didn't get the hookup. I don't we know what the hell was wrong. The what was wrong with me? But you don't even see it. <laughs> no, it's back in the— I think I remember maybe driving by it's it. It's closer towards UCLA, I believe. It is. It's, it's right down at UCLA. It's just, again, UCLA is right there off of the freeway, off the 405. It's another campus. How can you get to that campus and not say, I'm coming here? Yeah, it's a great place. And, yes, it's surrounded by the, the Beverly Hills and Playboy Mansions and uh, Spelling Mansions and so much. But as we've learned, and, again, I mentioned Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler played there as a college, as an amateur, when it was the Walker Cup. And, but he was talking yesterday like he doesn't remember it that way. He just doesn't remember he played very well. Um, but that was a team golf competition, if memory serves, the Walker Cup. But so, but so they're, they're all trying to learn this course this week as fast as they can because it's not on the traditional U.S. Open circuit. Um, there's not history. You can go back and watch film of you know, them playing these big majors here. So everybody's trying to figure it out through their practice rounds. That's going to make it an interesting thing. And, you know, we, we, we read the quote from the, one of the architects of the course and the superintendent of the course saying, you know what? The thing about this place is the the fairways are wider than most U.S. Opens. There's more fairway to because normally normally they're like, you know, twenty yards across, and you got to hit this little ribbon of a fairway at the U.S. Open, and the rough is thick. They're wider here, but as the uh, the superintendent said, you got to hit the right side of it because if you're on the wrong side, it'll roll off the fairway because they're all sloping fairways. They either one way or the other. And you, you have to want your ball to land in the perfect spot so it'll take the right direction uh, and either use the curve, but you don't want to be on the wrong side of the curve, right? Does that make sense? So they're going to have to be real strategic targeting off the off the tee. And who learns that and picks that up quickly, quickest Absolutely. enough? Absolutely. Where they place depends when that ball hits the fairway That's and right. starts to make those moves. And the one thing you keep hearing from the players, a lot of blind shots where when you hit it, especially into the greens, where you won't see the ball land. And you can maybe barely see the top of the flag. And you just have to trust your line and trust this is well, my distance. We had a few of those last week in Canada where you could, you know, even on TV, you couldn't see the – you yeah. could just see the top of the flag. That was a great golf course, too, in Toronto. That was a was. pretty place. Uh, this place is really cool, though. And uh, as we've learned through learning about the L.A. Country Club, Hugh Hefner, who's a neighbor, was never a member. They wouldn't let him be a member. But apparently out in L.A., this is the uh, the more isolated – they wanted to be the, the understated – Rich guys course in L.A., right? Everybody a member there is rich, right? Yeah, well, so if you want well to be healed. a movie star, you want to go to Riviera to play. Yeah, so the movie stars, the Hollywood folks, the the big famous people would be at Bel Air, Bel Air Country Club, or over at Riviera. Where was O.J.? Bel Air, I believe. Bel Air? Yeah. Because I, I think it's when you watch, like, Curb Your Enthusiasm. You ever watch that show on HBO? Mm-hmm. They do a lot at the, uh, they do a lot at the golf course. And that's I think that's a Riviera. 
I think. Someone will tell me if that's because that's – and, of course, Larry David, and they go out and do golf goofy spit, bits, which is funny. Uh, I think that's where. But, yeah, this is the L.A. Country Club, which you haven't seen on TV much because it's kind of a little hidden, no no celebrity place, and they've wanted it to be that way. The The new group that runs it is trying to bring it into where it gets into these rotations, and we get to learn more about it. But uh, looking forward to seeing this because, I mean, think about this, Buck, for these golfers. Typically when they play a major, there's there's past history that they can learn about sure. this course. The Masters, they play it every year, so they know. I mean, gosh, the, the the Open Championship across the pond, they rotate through you know, six or seven different courses, but you can always go back and watch and learn. Uh, you've got old history. There's not any history on this course. So everyone's kind of in the same boat, which makes it really cool, is who's caddy, you know, who who and their caddy do, do the best job over the next couple of days getting ready for this course to know because we're going to come down to a few strokes. And if you've got a, a little tip because you studied ahead of time, uh, and you can execute that shot, you have an advantage come Saturday and Sunday. Looking forward to watching the best players in the world navigate a course. I like Very the few of them have ever played ways. in championship competition. But uh, Guys will be bombing it here. Oh, yeah. Well, I, heard, I saw Rory McIlroy yesterday talking about how there's several holes that he'll just hit a five-wood. Because if he can get a five-wood, it'll roll down a hill and give him another. He can hit oh, the yeah. five-wood 300 yards if he gets to the right place and gets the roll that he wants, and then it'll give him a – a shorter iron, he can he still be having have an iron into the into the green, but uh, yeah, that's the kind of stuff. He's been as going. good with his irons as he has with the when he gets the wedges in his hands. Wedges have let, it, let him down. But Rory did say he can. Uh, he's gonna. He's got four wedges in the bag this year. This tournament. He's got four well, that's wedges. good because after Kepka punches him in the back of the head, oh, that could happen. Uh, this says you keep saying GD, but you can't say I can say GD. Yeah, I can put the thought in your mind of what I'm thinking and saying, but I can't say it. I mean, we have an FCC license. Come on now. You can say Galdern. And people have said that before. Well, said, can you say Galdern? Yeah. Sure. Say Galdern. Can. can we say Jackass? Yes, you can say Jackass. But how about not saying it? <laughs> how about that? I don't have a problem with it. I don't know. I mean, um, what, what is the afternoon show or midday show talks about the Jackassery all the time? Jackassery. <laughs> I mean, if you listen on Saturday mornings with Casey, you might. Oh, no, some, there's some, no telling. Some, some stuff might slip by me if I'm ever in the bathroom. That's before. I don't know. if Casey doesn't know about that FCC license, I'm pretty sure. No, I'm he sure just, he's well aware of it. He, he, it's like the mic isn't even there. He's just talking <laughs> with his buddies. Just one makes him fun. Several people have asked, is the, uh, the Fantasy Golf Contest up? It is. It is our website, hornfm.com. It's the first thing there at the uh, under the Horn Updates. It's the first thing on our flip-through page. The Fantasy Open Challenge powered by Callahan's General Store. Go make your pick. Nine golfers. Also at that website, you'll see our deal for the buck-ons and buck-offs and see me up on a mechanical bull with the buck there in his shaps. Yeah, look at that. Uh, and that's a I'm reminder. I'm bow-legged to, like that, too. That's a reminder to send us your buck-ons and buck-offs. Tomorrow, Bucky and Monty and uh, Ty will lead you through the buck-ons and buck-offs. On a buck-off Thursday, we're getting you through an over-the-hump Wednesday. Coming back, load up the blitz. A little gossip in there first, Craig. Where you get that from? Did someone tell you that? Did someone tell you that? Because I ain't for no games, okay? No games, just gossip. Brought to you by the Icy Cold Bud Light Skis. Make sure you're hydrating with water, but then also having a good time with the Ice Cold Bud Lights this summer. 100-degree temperatures are coming. Father's Day this weekend. U.S. Open should be great. Uh, all brought to you by the uh, Ice Cold Bud Lights, the official domestic beer partner of your Texas Longhorns, the Texas Exes, and the Texas OU game. Now and into the Southeastern Conference. Will be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that schedule release tonight. I'd have a Bud Light while that is going on. Father's Day is Sunday, Buck. List of ten things that dads Absolutely. really want. Dads really want includes a meal out, and you can pick his favorite spot. But if you take your dad out for 
Father's Day, you're, you're going to pick up the tab, right? Well, yeah, if that's what you're going to do. And I'll give my kids credit. I got a 21, 22, and 25-year-old, and this year they wanted to take their mom out. You know, uh, take, take her out. And, I said, and they well, paid for it. They paid for it. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I, I, paid for, I paid for some drinks because she had a drink and my daughter had a drink. They bought the food, though. Actually, Meredith wasn't there. It was just my two boys. My two boys. Meredith was at, off at school. And that's right. She wasn't able to have a drink at that time yet. No, now she's legal. Uh-oh. 21 as of Saturday. That's well, where there we're you go. Going to Nashville. Meal out is a good one. Wine, according to uh, things dads would want for their Father's Day. Books. Books are always good. I get my dad a lot of books, actually. He loves to read. Craft beers, if your dad's into that kind of thing. Tickets to a game. Tickets to a game. Swag from their favorite sports team. That's always a good one. And as I always say, just let me watch the U.S. Open. I'll just take that all-exclusive vacation. <laughs> just let me uh, enjoy my U.S. Open Sunday watching oh, some golf. Yeah, man. Watching some G. Congratulations I mean, to all you fathers out there, too. That's right. You guys have fun with that on Father's Day. I'll be in Nashville. Hey, Buck, <laughs> how about this story? So, reporter, put, picture this. You're watching this on television. Reporters in New Orleans with a home, a family home on Monday reporting on the tragic death of a popular local chef named Demetric Scott. He'd been missing for two weeks. Hadn't responded to any attempts to find him or show up. Parents were reporting that he's missing and they fear he's gone and, and has lost his life, his mm-hmm. death. They think he's dead. Well, while the news is there, this guy just shows up. It's like walks up on the cameras. What? <laughs> yeah. So while the reporters are still on the scene, Demetric suddenly walked in and walked up, very much alive, seemingly doing well. The reporters were certainly <laughs> stunned. Um, yeah, I mean, reporters are already... They're doing a report on dude, and he walks in? Yeah, they're already eulogizing the guy. What a great chef he was. And um, the, re- the family was reporting him missing and that they were notified the court. The cor- and this is coming from so the media's there. The reporters are there, and the, the, the family was telling that the coroner's office had told them that a dead body was found dumped in the ninth ward, and they believed it was Dimitri. They hadn't done the test yet to confirm, but they were like, oh, this very well could be him. Uh, family had not viewed the body yet. And then this dude just walked on in. Where was he? Dude said, I've been around. Yeah. What do you mean, I've been around? When asked where he's been, he said, I've been around. Just needed to get away. Had to get away from y'all. That's all. Needed some time on my own. Well, there you go. Thank you, Demetri. You scared the hell out of your family. (laughs) That is timing. Uh, All on the news. All on the news. All right. Let's go to your blitz. The Bucky and E Blitz. The Morning Blitz brought to you by Apple Leasing, where you only have to pay for the new half of the car or truck. The half under factory warranty in any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and see how easy it is. Here we go. First Blitzer, you're up. Hey, let me give you guys an early buck on. Hey, you know what? Digger, can you hear me? Guess what? Because I can't hear you. Oh, see, there you now you started it. Next Blitzer. Oh. Next Blitzer, you're up. I would have never dropped that ball. This is Jackie Smith. Great. He didn't see the ball. <laughs> oh, that's never going to stop. Let's not report. That's that's fake news. You're reporting that he dropped the ball. No one dropped anything. They never saw the ball. They let it drop because they didn't see it. It hit the earth. Next blitzer, you're up. Yeah, this is uh, Joe, uh, fan. Yeah, hey, shame on Digger. I mean, with his unsavory comments <laughs> and his foul language. I mean, 
Let that be a reminder that all of my core calls at their core are based on decency and respect and designed to bring overall goodwill to the program. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Next Blitzer, you're up. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's just not a trip to Omaha. Here we go. Next Blitzer, you're up. Landed the number one running back in 2025. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. There's Bruce. Not sure. Let's go. Yeah, they did. Alabama landed the number one running back. I'm not sure how Nick Saban's going to compete in this NIL world of his. Number one recruiting class last year. Number one running back this time. Nick Saban, huh? Yeah. Got to go off to Tommy Tuberville in D.C. Woe is me. Hey, we're talking about uh, players that, that don't know the course in the U.S. Open that tees off tomorrow. When you're making your picks at hornfm.com, keep two names in mind. Patrick Cantlay, top ten player in the world. He played at UCLA, so he's played that course many times. Mm-hmm. That's right next door, for crying out loud. UCLA's right next door to this country club. Max Homa. Max Homa went to Cal Berkeley, but he has played this course, and guess what? Currently owns the course record. Yeah, I saw him when he was playing with the mustache and the whole works as a younger guy. He owns the course record there. I think he's got a 63 on the board. Ooh. So, Cantlay knows the course. Could be an advantage. Max Except for Homa. he'll take all day to play. Slow playing. Cantlay. That's what we call him. It's slow play Pat Cantlay. Man. Hustle up, bro. We'll come back. We got one more hour to go on this Wednesday to get you up over the hump and into uh, – the other side of the week, we'll go more Texas uh, football schedule, SEC schedule coming out tonight. Yeah, and so uh, plenty of baseball. Don't look now, but the L.A. Angels of Anaheim are in the thick of things in the AL West. It's Beanie on the Horn.